Flashback Fridays on 630 Chad. 2001. Today we're flashing back to the year 2001. So, Chet Nation, what did your life look like 20 years ago? Send me a text, 780-496-0063. Uh, Want to hear from you. What What do you remember from 20 years ago? What were you up to? What did things look like for you? Uh, a lot of people, of course, on the text line mentioning 9-11. I think that the, for, for so many people, that's really what stands out when you think about the big events. I mean, it's the one that shook the entire world. I know I certainly remember where I was. Um, I was in grade eight. <laughs> and and uh, I remember the teacher rolling in the big, the, t- the TV on like the big AV stand and just kind of mm-hmm. stopping down classes and just sitting and having a conversation about what, what that meant, what that meant for the world um, and what was going on. So for me, I think that's the most profound memory from 2001. Yeah, and, uh, I'm, and I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm, I'm going to have lots on that in about five minutes I meant for you too. So No, I was just going to say, Randy, yeah. I'm, sure that, I'm sure that you're going to touch on it. I know you have put together some really comprehensive news packages for, for every year that we've kind of taken a little bit of a deep dive into and obviously 9-11 going to be covered extensively in that one such a what, huge story where were you what do you what do you remember in terms of where where you were and i mean you weren't reporting on it at that no point. no i had just finished a contract uh, doing the media relations for the world championships in athletics in edmonton which were held in august uh, for a couple of weeks and after that was finished i honestly spent uh, probably two to three weeks not even getting out of bed i was pretty tired i have to admit but but uh, my wife, Val, was still working at that time, and she was getting ready to head off to her office, and I was still trying to get some shut-eye, and she woke me up and said, there's been a plane that's crashed into the World Trade Center in New York, and I went, what? You've got to be kidding. So I was wide awake after that, stayed up and watched it uh, the rest of the morning and the rest of the day and the rest of the week. It was a Tuesday when it happened, and it was unbelievable, as you recall. I remember uh, I was lying in bed, and I heard Eileen Bell tell the story on the news oh, wow. and at that point it was early and and i thought oh this is probably like a couple of years ago when uh some traffic helicopter or something you know hit the towers yeah they had, they had yeah. an accident right uh, no one i think at first no one thought it was going to be this serious and this bad and then so i i thought i'd turn the tv on i figured well cnn will probably have some footage and then i got the full scope of what was going on and it was incredible and i remember uh, lying in bed actually and my kids were there and uh, we're, we're talking about it I'm, you know they're very young at the time talking about it at that point and just saying you know we don't know what's going on and then uh then the towers fall, right? And that, that changed it. When just watching those towers fall down was just an incredible sight that I think is, if you saw it, it's locked into your mind forever. It's yeah. a sight you'll never forget. The other thing that I remember from that morning as well, uh, we were living in a house in Sherbrooke, and I was out in the backyard with our dog, and I remember several fighter jets, Canadian fighter jets, flying over mm-hmm. top of us from probably Cold Lake. That's the other vivid memory I have from that, that first morning. And then 
you know, uh, it was just so shocking to watch what, what happened after that, right? I think, Morley, you make a good point, though, like immediately thinking and having the, the first reaction be, well, this must be an accident or mm-hmm. this must be just mm-hmm. some weird isolated event. I mean, I don't think anyone at first thought when that first plane hit that it was uh, that it was a, a terrorism attack. It just seemed like a crazy thing that had happened. I'm curious what that must have been like to explain it to your kids, to explain it to young kids. I mean, where do you even begin? Because you're trying to process it as an adult as well. Well, that's the thing. I think the toughest thing was you're trying to explain something you don't even understand, especially right. in, especially that morning, right? And you get a grasp on it. And we had, I remember having many discussions over the next, you know, days and weeks with the kids about it and talking about it. And uh, it was tough because, honestly, you don't understand it, right? You don't know why it's happening. So yeah, nobody understood to explain it. to everybody else and to a young kid and then to put it in words that, you know, you want to make them aware of what's going on, but you don't want to scare them. And mm-hmm. You don't want to, you know, frighten them. And it's, uh, yeah, it was, it was a tough, it was, it was a very, very tough week. I remember it so well. Um, just, you know, and it was everywhere, right? You could not get away from it. I mean, it was a wall-to-wall coverage on, on every TV network and, and on every radio station, it seemed. Um, and, and, you know, even, even the, the new shows coming in in September in the fall TV season, many of them were pushed back. I know yeah. one of my favorite favorite shows of all time is 24 and it would debut that year but because it was all about a terrorist attack they pushed it back and i don't think it started until like november or something like that it was supposed to start i think the week after uh you know in in mid-september and they pushed it back because they didn't want they didn't want you know it's too much like what was going on in the real world so they pushed it back so there was yeah so much of your life got changed that weekend and you know we were so far away from it but still it affected everybody all over the world yeah, I remember my my mom cr- was like watching the news that evening after kind of digesting it all day and then and, and crying in front of the TV and realizing, you know, this might seem like it's it's something that's a problem for the states. This is America's issue, but it's not. It really became a worldwide issue. And I think even Morley mentioning the fact that a show like 24 got pushed back, I mean, that just really speaks to the trickle-down effect that it had yep. and all of the further implications that it had in terms of sensitivity to showcasing, you know, terrorism and you know the the impact that it had on world travel i mean you could you could go on and on we could we could just talk about just this today but um of course we do want to know you know what else your life looked like in 2001 um randy you mentioned that you put together mm-hmm. a news package here and of course it includes it so let's take a look at sure. the uh, at that event sure. and of course the other big events that happened in 2001 flashback fridays on 6:30 chat 2001 One story above all stands out in 2001. It happened on a Tuesday in September. Tuesday, September the 11th. What? It's the 737? Who are you talking to? Oh, God. Oh, my God. You're over the sign, uh, on an airplane that's been hijacked. Things don't go well. I'm looking good. I just want you to know, I absolutely fuck you. I want you to do good. So happy to find uh, things to my parents and everybody. And I just totally love you. And uh, I'll see you in September. Bye, babe. A 
approximately 2,977 victims were killed or fatally injured in the attacks at the World Trade Center in New York, the Pentagon in Arlington County, Virginia, and in rural Pennsylvania after American Airlines Flight 11 and United Airlines Flight 175 were hijacked and crashed into the Twin Towers. American Airlines Flight 77 was hijacked and crashed into the Pentagon, and United Airlines Flight 93 was hijacked, crashed into grassland in Pennsylvania. That was all because passengers fought to regain control of that plane. Two days later, flights finally resumed in the U.S. On September the 18th, the 2001 anthrax attack started as letters containing anthrax spores were mailed to ABC, CBS, NBC, the New York Post, and the National Enquirer. 22 people in total were exposed five of them died. In late September, U.S. President George W. Bush declared war on terror. The terrorists are traitors to their own faith, trying in effect to hijack Islam itself. The enemy of America is not our many Muslim friends. It is not our many Arab friends. Our enemy is a radical network of terrorists and every government that supports them. Then in early October, the U.S. invaded Afghanistan with participation from other nations, thus officially beginning the war on terror. Other things that happened in 2001, both iTunes and Wikipedia were launched and Microsoft released the Xbox. The World Conference Against Racism 2001 started in Durban, South Africa. The Leaning Tower of Pisa reopened after 11 years and $27 million spent to fortify it without fixing its famous lean. Jean Chrétien was Canada's Prime Minister in 2001. Ralph Klein was Premier of our province. And Bill Smith was our Mayor. Singer Billie Eilish was born in 2001. And here are some names of some people you might remember who died in 2001. Race car driver Dale Earnhardt, singer Joey Ramone, actors Jack Lemon and Carol O'Connor. O'Connor played Archie Bunker in All in the Family, Dr. Christian Barnard, who performed the first human-to-human -human heart transplant, and former Beatle George Harrison died in November 2001. For Flashback Friday on 6.30, Chad with a look back at 2001, I'm Randy Kilburn. A lot of events that happened in 2001. Of course, that's the year that we are flashing back to here on Flashback Friday on 6.30, Ched. Uh, lots of you weighing in on the text line, 780-496-0063. Uh, Angie's talking about 9-11. Uh, uh, she says, my husband was on a flight home from Texas that day, and it was diverted up to Anchorage, Alaska as a safety precaution. Uh, someone else on the text line says, I remember the, the feeling of that day, the uncertainty and the threat of the world never returning to normal, kind of like now. Yeah, there's some, some parallels there. The future is a little uncertain. I would agree with that. Uh, some good news. Someone says, I was planning my wedding. Celebrating 20 years in May. Congratulations, 20 years. That's no joke. Remember, too, you can also go on to our website, 630ched.com, and you can take our Flashback Friday quiz. If you're good at trivia, you could win yourself a $100 Visa gift card. Uh, okay, what else happened in 2001? What about the world of sports? Morley, what were we paying attention to in that area? Well, the Stanley Cup in 2001, Chelsea, went to the Colorado Avalanche. Now, whether you like the Avalanche or not, you were happy for one of their players who finally got his name on the Stanley Cup. Joe Sackick will come out to receive it as captain. The Stanley Cup winning Colorado Avalanche. And after 22 years, Raymond Mark 
Indeed, Ray Bork got to host, uh, hoist the Stanley Cup for the first time. His first uh, Stanley Cup came in his final NHL game. He would retire that offseason in October of 2001. To start the next season, his number would be retired by the Boston Bruins, where he played for 21 years before he was traded to Colorado. Another great defenseman retired in 2001 after 21 seasons. Paul Coffey called it a career. He played for nine teams and won four cups, three of them, of course, with the Oilers. As mentioned last time around the Calgary Stampeders won the Grey Cup. Ray Lewis was the MVP of uh, the uh, Super Bowl as Baltimore beat the New York Giants. The LA Lakers beat the 76ers in the NBA final. The Raptors made it to the second round of the playoffs but lost when Vince Carter missed a buzzer beater in game seven against the 76ers in Philadelphia. Kawhi Leonard would hit that exact same shot almost 18 years later, also in Philadelphia. And the Tiger Slam was invented in 2001. My thinking about the Grand Slam is this. If Tiger Woods wins this tournament, it'll be the greatest achievement in modern-day golf. Tiger Woods did win the Masters in 2001, and that combined with wins in 2000 at the U.S. Open, the British Open, and the PGA Championship made him the reigning champion for all four major events. In February, legendary NASCAR driver Dale Earnhardt Sr. was killed in a crash on the final lap of the Daytona 500. In July, Dale Jr. returned to the track and won the Pepsi 400 in his first race since his dad's death. He crossed the finish line with his hand out the window holding up three fingers to salute his father's famous number. In baseball, home runs the story. 2001 had Barry Bonds hitting 73, Sammy Sosa 64, Luis Gonzalez 57, and A-Rod 52. They all get an asterisk, of course, beside their name for those. Uh, the World Series went to the Arizona Diamondbacks back in 2001. They beat the Yankees in seven games. The so World Series finished in November that year because, like everything else, the terror attacks of 9-11 pushed it back. Baseball, the NFL, and college football all paused in the days and weeks after the attacks on September 11th. On September 21st, it was the return of pro sports in New York City. It had the Mets beating Atlanta on a home run from Mike Piazza. Instead of take me out to the ball game, God Bless America was played in the seventh inning stretch. Many ballparks around the major leagues continue that tradition to this day. Uh, of course, Chelsea, we talked a lot about it. One of the events that uh, shape our memories of 2001. Yeah, no kidding. A big, big way. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.